It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app and streaming live on YouTube at the Team 980, where if you're watching, you see a uh, a lovely beanie on, on the head of Denton Day. Uh, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm good, but can you name the character on the beanie? No, I can't. I, like, I honestly, I probably couldn't anyway, but... Uh... Oh, that's that's a Dragon Ball Z character, but I haven't watched it Dragon, is Dragon Ball Z, Ball Z. That's in close 25 enough. years. I think that's a win for you. Oh, Anthony just gave gave me the answer. Gohan. <laughs> it is Gohan. It's Super nice Saiyan Nice job, Gohan. Anthony. I'm proud of you. Hey, good job by <laughs> Anthony Haney. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to claim to take credit. Uh, like, I just remembered something that I, I did watch Dragon Ball Z as a kid. Just I haven't watched it since I was a kid. Um, anyway, uh, we don't have you on to talk Dragon Ball Z characters. We do have you on to talk college prospects. Of course, so many of you know Denton uh, as the producer of the Kevin Sheehan Show and as someone who hosted our Burgundy and Gold Game Day uh, live show and, and has hosted Overtime and, and all the different things on 106.7 The Fan the Team 980. But he's also a big part of what SiriusXM does on the college football side of things. So uh, Daniel Jeremiah just put out his mock draft. He's got Drake mm-hmm. May going number two to Washington. Do you have an early favorite of, of these top quarterbacks? And for you, like, what is the group? Is it Williams, everybody else, Williams, May, Williams, May, Daniels? Like how, how deep is your top echelon of QBs? Uh, my, my top echelon is three. I, I've been privy to Jaden Daniels since probably about October, just because I loved watching him play at, at LSU. So I would definitely include him in, in that top three. I, I still think as of now, he is my preference. Now, over the next couple of days and weeks, Craig, I, I'm going to start like really honing in on Drake May because I watch a lot more of, of Jane Daniels than I did Drake May this year. So I, I'm much more familiar with his game versus some of the UNC games. Either they just weren't playing great teams, the games maybe weren't as relevant as some of those SEC games uh, that Jane Daniels was playing in. But I, I loved watching him. And what you could see with him um, against Missouri, he got hurt misses a series, comes back in. And then there was a very big difference in the way that he played. Everyone is going to say, well, he puts himself in danger. Well, after that Missouri game, he kind of stopped doing that. So so he, he gets hurt. He kind of learns from it. There was a potential of him not playing the next week. He does play. And then his game shifted, and it shifted for the better. He was still a threat with his legs, but I was really impressed by the way he was able to adapt early in the season. So – I saw I'm hesitant to bring up this name today because he is doing other things on Twitter that I don't care to mention at all. Uh, But I saw a comparison of Jaden as a runner to RG3, that he's more of a straight line guy, less of an elusive guy. Like who is, you know, I I also read a scouting report that was like Jaden Daniels is the real dual threat guy. That's actually great at both of them. So I've, I've Mm -hmm. seen a little bit of everything. Like how do you compare the style of Jaden Daniels as a runner and how big of an impact is that part of his game in the NFL from like the RG3 to the Lamar Jackson scale of, you know, elusiveness and, and ability to actually do this over time? I do wonder if Jaden gets compared to RG3 if it wasn't for the extracurriculars going on on Twitter over the past couple of days, because I look at him as much more of a Lamar Jackson style of runner when it comes to being able to to stop on a dime a little bit more easy um, than what Robert Griffin was able to do. So I look at him much more similarly to Lamar and even from a skill set standpoint, there was a really good deep ball, which was something Lamar had in his bag. Um, coming out of college. So I think I think of those two guys as better comparisons rather than Jaden and Robert Griffin. 
uh, Denton Day is with us, of course, producer of the Kevin Sheehan Show and a part of SiriusXM's uh, college football coverage. Uh, May is – I know you haven't gone deep on him yet, but, mm-hmm. like, what is what is the thing that makes him so tantalizing that, that he was the number two guy in the eyes of most people behind Caleb Williams all year? Uh, he's – one, he's tall. Uh, I think height is a huge factor with him. He's about 6'4", and he can uh, – I mean, the ease that he makes – certain throws which in college i'm sure you know the the field is set up a little differently and the ball is is placed a little differently so some of the throws uh, are in college are actually a little longer than you would anticipate in the nfl but he didn't really have issues with some of those far hash throws which is really impressive and when you when you look at that unc roster they're not nearly as talented as like a usc was or like an lsu was so he was doing it with a little lesser guys guys that maybe aren't going to be playing as frequently on Sundays, but some of the throws he was making, I mean, there, there, there didn't seem to be windows that were too tight for him. It, it was really, really impressive, and his footwork is really, really strong as long as he's consistent with it, and then you add an element of athleticism. So think of maybe a more a, a more confident runner of, of Sam Howe, right? Like when Sam ran a little bit, there was – Sometimes it felt like he he didn't have his legs fully under him at, at times this year. I think Drake May is a much more confident runner. Um, so I, I've in the small sample size of things that I've seen from him, and I did watch him this year. But in the small sample size, you you see some things. You're like, all right, I understand why scouts and teams are going to fall in love with him. And I think as they look at more film and as they get to meet the kid, I think you're going to fall more and more in love with him. He comes from a really good family, a sports family. I think that's going to help him in this process. Yeah, and I was watching a little bit of stuff on him earlier, and Colt McCoy was doing a breakdown, and he threw like a far hash slot fade. So, like, he balls on the left hash and, you know, slot receiver to the right, and that's kind of like in the NFL. You're throwing that to the outside, but there's a lot more space to to miss, um, and he he didn't miss. And so the things like that I think are going to be really interesting in the interview process, but they're going to dissect the hell out of his tape, so it's going to be – Interesting. Where are you at on, on Caleb Williams? Like, is he your number one guy overall? Or you know, are you like actually a fan? Like if, if uh, Chicago takes Williams, you're like sick. Now we get to take Daniels or, you know, maybe may at the end, but Daniels is, is actually your number one guy. Yeah, I'm way more comfortable with the other two guys now than I thought I was going to be, especially at the start of the season. Caleb is still number one. I think there's some tendencies with him that, you would love to coach into somebody that he already has. So so I think he brings some skill sets to the NFL immediately that make life a little easier. The, the one downside with him, and this is what it kind of came to me at the, at the midpoint of the season, I do think there were elements of his game this year where he really liked leaning into the ideas that he was playing Mahomes-esque. So I think he looked off like very early reads in order to do the thing where he dances around in the pocket, similar to what we see Mahomes do, and then come up with a big play rather than just something that I'll pick up a couple of yards. You live to see the next down and keep the chain moving. And and we know that works in college, especially in the, in the beginning of the season when you're playing lesser opponents. But as the opponents got better, when you start looking at Utah, which had great pass rushers, and Notre Dame, which had great pass rushers and really good defenses, those plays were a little more hard to come by. So I think he he leaned into that a little too much this season. So I do think there are going to be some teams that knock him for that. But I do still see him as the number one overall quarterback. Yeah, his talent is otherworldly. So is his lack of ability to not be on schedule. You're just like, yeah, dude, can you do anything on time? Like, it's crazy. I mean, that's kind of how Mahomes was at Texas Tech. And 
I do think it's interesting that I, I was mentioning this in the last segment, Denton, like Kingsbury getting this interview with Chicago. I'm like, what, <laughs> what, like, what are we doing with Cliff? Is there anybody that has made more money from just being in the right place? Like, oh, we saw him out to dinner once with Sean McVay. Here's the head coaching job of the Arizona Cardinals after you had just gotten fired at Texas Tech. And for two his weeks, alma mater, where he was a legend. Right. And he was for two weeks like the offensive coordinator at USC, never coached there. And then all of a sudden he gets a head coaching job. And then he goes back to USC to hang out with Caleb Williams for a year. And now he might get an OC job in the NFL. That man, I, I don't know what he's done or like if he's involved in witchcraft or something, but it's working. Yeah. I mean, good, good for him. Good for Cliff. Uh, possibly bad for all the people that are working for him, but, you know, uh, good for Cliff. Last thing uh, for you, sir, Denton Day with us here on a Friday edition of the Hoffman Show. Uh, outside of quarterback, is there anybody that's intriguing, or are you already firmly planted in team, you better take a freaking quarterback at two because you need one? You definitely got to take a quarterback at two because you need one. But in looking at Jeremiah's mock draft, he's the first guy that I had seen that had the first six players be wide receiver and quarterback. And I do think that benefits the commanders. If you want to, you know, potentially look at that, that Chicago pick that you got for Montez sweat. And maybe there's a really good offensive lineman that is going to in a regular year, be a first round guy that's available in that early second round because of the fire sale on wide receivers and quarterbacks, or you do kind of what you do with Montez sweat a couple of years ago, where you trade back into the late first round yeah. and, and get somebody. So there are a couple, there are a couple of really good tackles that I think are going to be available. If everybody and their mother decides to, to go quarterback or wide receiver early in the first round. For sure. And I'm also curious to see what the second wave of quarterbacks, like what happens there. Um, I said, this is the highest I've seen Bo Nix uh, at, at yeah. QB4. Um, you know, everyone I think had Penix and, uh, and McCarthy above him. I know when um, uh, Matt Miller did his, like he had McCarthy top 10. Uh, so that was yeah. that was a while ago at this point. And, you know, we'll see how that develops over time. But it is going to be pretty fascinating to see that that next trio of quarterbacks, uh, Penix, Knicks and, and McCarthy, how they fare, especially if there's that early one, two, three run where everyone gets scared um, and, right. and how the commanders and Adam Peters play. That'll be pretty, pretty fascinating. Uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll do this many times over the next couple of months. Uh, Denton, thank you, sir. Uh, thanks for bringing the, the stylish beanie uh, to the program <laughs> and uh, have a great weekend. Yeah, appreciate it, Greg. Thanks, man. All right, that is Denton Day with us here on the Hoffman Show. When we get back, uh, we will take a look at the biggest news of the day in the NFL non-playoff category. We do have a head coaching hire, uh, and then we will talk to Tim Twentyman at uh, 5 p.m. Tim is the Lions uh, or a writer for Lions.com who. Uh, is excellent at what he does and can give us a lot more insight on Ben Johnson. So all of that's still to come, uh, but first a look at what's trending.